This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <clears throat> you will excuse the voice of one of your hosts here on the latest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, but I have come down with a case of bad football fever. And unfortunately, it is running rampant throughout the NFL, but most especially the hotbed, the hot zone of it all happens to be right here in Patriots Nation in New England, the five and a half states that count most because, of course, everyone knows the heck with Southern Connecticut. Am I right? Am I right? I know I'm right. We've also got a case. We've also got a case of bad offense fever running through the NFL as well, as was exhibited wildly throughout week six in the NFL, even on Monday Night Football. But the Patriots may indeed be the carrier, if you will, because woe be the team that is now, after getting 17 points in a week six defeat out in their new house of horrors, Allegiant Stadium, otherwise known as the nightclub with a football stadium or a football field attached to it. By scoring 17 points, Andy, the New England Patriots have raised their points per game average on the season to 12. Yes, it's the latest six rings in football Ugh. thing. It's the 12? End. Well, I know of all numbers, too. You mean that so. number of that guy that used to do yeah. those things? Yeah. Hey, listen, they're on pace for 204 points this season, which is four points more than the yards per game average. The Cleveland Browns are giving up a game this year. That means also absolutely like three nothing. games for the Dolphins. <laughs> Jeez. Latest six rings of football things. Uh, we'll try to be the greatest, but it's definitely the latest. Fitzy Hart, producer Justin Turpin here behind the controls. A little two-legger here. We'll do our usual aftermath as we grade the offense, the defense, the special teams, the coach, and the quarterback following their second defeat in Las Vegas against a, uh, within one calendar year's time. Uh, and then in the second half, we're going to play a little game called Cut, Keep, or Cash In. Because now... an alternate name that you wouldn't let me use. No, I Yes, because, of course, we uh, want to try to keep this sponsor-friendly, and we thank our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook, FanDuel, Make every moment more. Uh, not exactly the greatest job last week by your hosts on our FanDuel Sportsbook bets of the week as well. Then again, shame on me for actually thinking the Patriots could do something like, oh, I don't know, score 20 points on purpose. 
So on Cut Keeper Cash In, we're going to run through some of the guys on the roster. We think at this point, the New England Patriots would be best served cutting, just flat out saying, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Keeping because they could potentially be a building block in the rebuild and whomever orchestrates that rebuild. That's kind of up in the air at this point. I don't know, shruggy face. And then cash in. Who could we likely see on the trade market bringing home a little value in terms of a future draft pick for a team desperately in need of yet another rebuild? Will it be R-E-B-U-I-L-D or will it be R-E-B-I-L-L-D? We shall soon see. All right, Hart, let's get some grades out. It's not a unilateral F across the board this week because we did see some, as you like to call it, EEA, effort, energy, and attitude out there this week. Uh, but there were also some players who, who tried to play and uh, sucked. So uh, let's get going. Let's just start offense overall. What grade did you give the Patriots offense Sunday in Vegas? A D. Uh, not an F performance, but a D. Um, mm -hmm. Still not nearly good enough. Certainly could have been saved by the uh, late potential heroics of a comeback win. Um, but you know, Devonte Parker made sure there was no chance of that happening. I just, the offensive line wasn't good from the very first snap. I can't excuse the penalties. Mm -hmm. Mac throws another interception. Mac tried to throw a pick six interception at one point. The, you know, basically everybody not named Kendrick Bourne is blanks on a bull. If you know of the elder saying that I'll keep clean and won't use, but, um, there was some inconsistencies in the run game. The scoring drive was nice in the third quarter. Great to see them break that 40 drive streak and get in the end zone. Great to see Zeke plow it mm -hmm. in. And we know that was his MO coming mm -hmm. in. That was the hope that he was going to be a short yardage goal line back and plow it in. Did that out of the wildcat. Mm -hmm. Not sure we were necessarily planning to do that. Um, but just not good enough. Not even average. I would, uh, I mean, a below average offensive day. You only got yeah. 17 points. Um, and then when you look at some of the details, the ineptitude of the receivers, the ineptitude of the offensive line D yeah, I gave him a D plus actually Ooh, positive. Cause you, cause there were, cause there were things that almost happened, but because they didn't execute, <laughs> I mean, we're at that point now and you, you know, know who did that, you I know, I, I can't make fun of you. You know who else did that? Bill Bell. Oh. We all, we, we had a seven big play called back. Like. Holy crap, that's the freaking bad news bears. We did hit three foul balls or whatever the hell. Like, that's what we're resorting to now is talking. Yeah. Well, we almost hit a home run. Yeah, but it was foul. That's the thing. Like, so it doesn't it, count. It go fair. So, like, yeah. Hey, long strike, just a long strike. Get him on the net. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, what are we? We're excusing, like, we, we are basically realigning our expectations to that of a mediocre to bad football team. Like, like, oh my God. Hey, like, Sunday, when I was at the stadium for the season ticket member away game viewing party, when the Patriots finally got on the board, it was like the biggest Bronx cheer from 2000 people. And I just thought, oh, my God, we're now at this point where it's like, yay, we ended an eight quarter scoreless streak. FML. Seriously. And then, you know, and then there was actual joy in the room when. Zeke scored the touchdown on the screen, but of course it had to come back because Hunter Henry and that hold right there. Yeah. You could have had a C or a C plus, even if that touchdown had counted and who knows what kind of effect that would have on the game. But this team, as we say in every damn podcast is not good enough to overcome their mistakes. 
So if it's a hold here, if it's a botch snap there, if it's a drop over here, if it's a Vidarian low over there, and yes, I will call him out by name, might be a nice person. I wish him and his family all the best on their multiple journeys around the sun. But holy smokes, that guy stinks at playing wish tackle him well in the NFL. In the XFL. Exactly. You know what? That's going to be a new segment on the show. We wish you well in the XFL. We wish you well in the XFL. Because it's just not good enough for the NFL. It's left us, I mean, we're in NFL watching this team right now try to perform. It is brutal watching this team try to score the ball, matriculating their way down the field, and then, you know, as we like to call it, death by a thousand paper cuts, the hen peck, whatever. And then when they try to make a big play, a big strike, you've got a receiver who drops an easy 50-yarder and then doesn't even take ownership of his mistake, which I find to be far more vexing than the drop itself. All right, let's flip it to the other side. Defense. What grade? C. Probably my most positive grade in a while. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you force a turnover. My guy, Jabril Peppers, continues to uh, kill anything that dares move in front of him. Knocks the ball free. Jelani Tavai picks it off. So you got that monkey off your back, although you still have the fewest takeaways in the NFL with just three through six games. You're nothing like past Patriots squads, but Ben, but don't break was in full display. Third down defense. Not great. They stayed on the field. They marched up and down the field. They got in the red zone six times. Good news is they only scored a touchdown in one of those six trips. So I give them credit for that. I give them credit for, you know, they're still piecing it together. Matthew Judon's on IR, so Keon White's going to step up. That's what Gerard Mayo said. Oh, Keon White leaves with a head injury like eight snaps into the game. Yep. Uh, Anthony Jennings has stepped up and played well in recent weeks, seeing his playing time go up mm -hmm. to a career high this week in Vegas. Uh, in the secondary, you know, I don't want to um, gloss over the fact that, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo moved easily on you and at times, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Brian Hoyer kind of picked you apart at times. But you are out there Ryan with Hoyer. Sean Wade and, and some of these guys. So they're putting up the fight. I actually thought Jonathan Jones struggled a little bit. Um, yeah. He was banged up again and, mm -hmm. and just chasing. And that guy, Turner, the quick guy. Uh, Jonathan Jones really fast. And the, the little receiver was even faster for the Raiders. Um, yeah. But on, on the totality, mm -hmm. um, Tavai, I thought, other than that really stupid, uh, unnecessary roughness, was a mm -hmm. gamer making plays. Yeah. I Jabril like just Peppers. to see the effort. Yes. I yeah. just like to see guys out there average. that care. Yeah. They, yeah. They were an average defense as well. Undermanned. Yes. More injury riddled than we thought they would have possibly been just a third of the way through the season. Yes. They did their best, but their best just once again was not good enough. But again, when you look at this team and you look at where they are and you look at why you're not about to say, I don't imagine anyone would dare accuse the defense of being the reason why the New England Patriots are one at five at this point in the season. I gave you could flip the script if this were two-way football and you know your defensive guys were playing offense and you were just getting this same type of performance effort, but they're not that good, but they compete, they try to overcome, they they make some plays. Some, like this would be a much better football team if you could get even the new post Gonzalez, post Judon level of play from the offense, mm -hmm. but you don't even come close to that. So mm -hmm. this, the C defense though, I, give them credit, Gerard Mayo, mm -hmm. Steve Belichick, the players, I, I think they still try to fight the good fight. They do. And sadly it's just not enough. I mean, if we've gotten to a point where the new England Patriots who are without their best cornerback and their best defensive lineman 
basically their two best players on the team have to try to pitch a shutout every week, whether on the road or at home. And what a challenge they'll have this week against a Bills team that got embarrassed in victory on on a national stage on Sunday Night Football. And you know the Bills are going to want to come here back by their fans and deliver the ultimate and final death blow to the season. Whew, man. And it ain't going to be pretty hard. It hasn't been pretty up to this point. It sure isn't going to get any prettier anytime soon. I gave him a C plus just because I want, uh, you know, coach was feeling a little generous. Freeze pops for everybody. Ooh, Special nice. teams. I know. Hey, well, I mean, that's what we try to do. That's the dad lasso approach at this point. I'm trying to encourage somebody to deliver a decent performance out here. Damn it. It's a long season. We still have months of this months of this to come. All right. Special teams. Um, I was trying to like pick my brain and this seemed like a very average performance. Like uh, there was nothing that really stood out. There so was yes, one thing I did. I did too. Now there was one thing that stood out to me and that was the penalty that gave the Raiders the ball back on the first drive. Jimmy moves the ball down the field easily. Yep. Defense puts up a stand. Then there's the penalty gives the ball back to the Raiders. Then the Raiders can't do much with it. Ultimately it ends up in a field goal. But that mistake could have cost them the difference between three and seven. And you, there is no margin for error as far as that right. goes. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I went C because mm -hmm. an average grade, you didn't really have the shanks, the misses, the snaps, no. the those other issues we've dealt Barringer with. So. Was, Barringer was fine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. very blah C. All right. Let's move on to the two ultimate specifics themselves. Uh, let's go to your quarterback, Michael McCorkle, Mac Jones. So I went C minus. Um, oh, cheat Mac. sheet city. Same here. I um under pressure. He's just battling. He's not helping. It's sort of the same old story. Like the that penalty late in the game in the red zone is on him. The illegal formation mm -hmm. where he didn't wait for the shifts and things like that. Um, certainly threw the pick. Tried to throw another pick. Made some decent throws. I just, he's, we know the whole story, blah, blah, blah. He's not working with a lot right now at receiver. And even the receiver group is changing week to week, sort of like the line changes week to week. Although mm -hmm. the end result is the same. Now he found his guy in Bourne, 10 of 11 targets turned into receptions, not for a ton of yardage and not for big points or anything. Um, but again, the game on the line, I thought he made a really good throw. And yep. There's nothing he can do about my husband cannot throw the ball and catch it too. So that's what Malik Cunningham could very well, or at least we thought he may have been doing in this game, but we saw nary to very little of him as well. Did not even factor into the equation such that we would have had to have called it quarterbacks as opposed to Mac Jones. I mean that his, his, his involvement in the game was nominal, if you will, at best, you know, Mac at one point takes a sack. He had, I think Andrew Callahan, Timed it out. He had like 3.9 seconds earlier on a sack in the first half. At the end of the game, third and 15, when Max Crosby does to Bedarian Lowe and Mike Gesicki what Max Crosby would do to two people that don't have any business out there trying to block him. Max still has enough time to get rid of the ball. Like, take Ramondre underneath, get your six yards, and live to see fourth and nine. Don't be looking for another shot, because on your shot play, your damn 50-50 receiver who says it's 80-20 on the outside, blew it! So, yeah, Mac definitely redeemed himself with that pass. It was a beautiful pass, but still, once again, just like every other position and every other player, not good enough. And finally, coaching, and in specifics, the offensive coordinator and ultimately the head coach, William Belichick. D minus. Um, I thought they were bad once again. Uh, I don't understand the 
roster management of the quarterback position. I have no idea why Malik Cunningham was the backup, and therefore mm-hmm. you could not actually pull Mac, who's supposedly on a short leash, but was on the field for all but three snaps. Um, that play he made sprinting to the sideline and then the, the bad throw to Hunter Henry for the interception, horrific. Um, but you couldn't pull him. Malik Cunningham is not ready to run an offense for 30 minutes of football or however many drives. He's been taking QB snaps for like a week. Um, I almost wonder if they didn't know the rule, if they screwed up a rule again. They've done that in the past with IR. Um, Don't tell me you couldn't find a roster spot to have Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham active. You could. Um, Mm -hmm. Marty Mapu didn't play a single snap on defense. He played some on special why, teams, but why did that happen? What, what the hell, how was that part of the game plan that somebody know. who you take in the third round who has slot corner, free safety, strong safety, uh, tank linebacker versatility is not even out there. You can't use his speed and power. Is he just behind the curve? Did he say something during the week? Okay. But if he is, then take that roster spot so you can manage your quarterback position better and have opportunities. If you do want to go to Zappy and pull Mac. So the short leash report was stupid. He was on the longest leash ever. Cause he had the least capable backup that he's had in a long time. So that made no sense. That was another crap sheet reporting. I don't know if he got porked by the Patriots or he, Missing, oh. misinterpreted uh, something, whatever. Everyone's getting porked by the Patriots. Cunningham, uh, according to reports, Andy took zero pregame snaps. Like yeah. he he only worked he's out of receivers. So he's not a quarterback. Bill O'Brien told us Tuesday he's been taking only wide receiver snaps, except when he played Taysom Hill for the scout team. And when you're on the scout team, you just look at a card and do what the card in front of you says, like you're a freaking flag football team in the third grade. Um, the other issue, I praise the defense, but the the continued opposite of a script you know how they say like an offensive coordinator will script it in that first drive oh it's nice the Patriots defense gets out scripted every single effing game right down the field by the opposition some of that mm-hmm. is in preparation or game planning you know the whole the battle is won before it's even waged or whatever well mm-hmm. go reread your Sun Tzu war thing because you're losing the battle before the whistle kicks off the game um, and that's a problem for the defense you know starting a hole the momentum this team can't play uphill like that so Mm -hmm. um i just the coaching is not good right now that's on bill belichick and Mm -hmm. you know and even bill o'brien um the the one play where malik cunningham shows up on the snap sheet was that busted shotgun wildcat whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. ends up with a five yard sack um and they're both left saying like f well yeah f you're effing everything up so stop effing the f is on you you effers and, of course, Tyquan Thornton comes back after five games on injured reserve. Uh, let's see. According to the stat sheet, Taquan had, uh, oh, let's see. He had two targets, one reception for six yards. How about that? What an impact. What an impact, Andy. Can you believe it? Yeah. Uh, yeah I'd give the coaching. I think I gave it a uh, just a little bit higher than you. You gave it the D minus. I gave it the D. That's what I said. Excuse me? Uh, straight, yes, about a big old six, D 65 right there, just DTF right what? there. And yep, uh, down to Foxborough. Yep, that's where the Buffalo Bills will be going this week. Down to Foxborough. I don't know if anyone else disagrees with our grades. If you saw it otherwise, let us know. You can always holler at us at Fitzy GFY at Jumbo Heart at Six Rings Pod. But yeah. Just another poor, another poor Sunday where no one particular player, no one particular unit, no one side of the ball 
acquitted itself so much better than the other that they were actually able to get the win. They were in the game all the way down to just about a minute left, but you know, they have to hew to one of two scripts this year. It seems go in the hole valiant effort, or at least some sort of feigned effort at a comeback only to fall short and not be able to deliver in the clutch in the waning moments, or just get your doors blown off. Uh, there have been three failed comeback games, two doors blown off games, one anomalous victory that almost became a loss. Uh, so I'm very curious to see which way we go this coming Sunday when Buffalo comes to town. But we'll preview that game in a couple of days here on Six Rings and Football Things brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, it's the second leg of our recap rehash pod. Uh, Patriots at Raiders here on Six Rings and Football Things brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. We're going to play a little game now. Uh, we're going to do a little advanced general managering, if you will, or um, personnel management. Uh, we're going to be a couple of uh, amateur directors of pro player personnel. Not easy to say when you got a little post nasal drip going on. Uh, we're going to, uh, the game's called Cut, Keep, or Cash In. Hart and I are going to run through some players we believe either need to go right now, that some players the Patriots definitely need to hold on to for the rebuild and who's in charge of the reorchestration of the roster. We shall soon see. We don't have no idea right now or cash in guys. They probably could find some trade value for on the market at the moment so that maybe they could pick up some draft picks and find a way to rebuild what is honestly right now an abject disaster. All right, Hart, I'm going to begin with uh, someone who actually put forth a valiant effort on Sunday, he was the primary target of quarterback Mac Jones. Looked a, looked a part of the gamer. I mean, hardly a wide receiver one, but certainly a complimentary piece to this or potentially other offenses in contention. Kendrick Bourne. Are you going to cut him? Are you going to keep him? Or are you going to cash him in? Uh, I'm going to keep him. Um, I do think you could probably get something for him. Um but maybe like a Manny Sanders, like not a Muhammad Sanu too, but maybe a Manny Sanders three or four on a team that needs a receiver. 
yeah, if you find the right team with the right need, um, I think you could could get something like team. Oh, I just need one more complimentary weapon, one more target, whatever. Um, but I also don't think, you know, this would be the ultimate, in my opinion. Oh, they don't tank. They'll never do that. Like, if you trade him, you're tanking. I think you can maneuver other people and say it's good business, it's smart, whatever. If you trade really your only capable receiver, competent, consistent, like a guy who also brings energy, who also I think is trying to stay positive and stay sort of an energetic aspect of the team, which already lost Judon. And I would say those two guys are kind of your energy guys on either side of the ball in terms Mm -hmm. of the media and trying to – I don't think you can pull the trigger on a born deal. I I really don't. I just think – I believe irresponsible – was the way Bill Belichick called it when the post-Manning Colts fell apart. I think you're being irresponsible if you trade Kendrick Bourne. Now, Bill Barnwell of Espen recently suggested that perhaps the Patriots and the Raiders should engage in a trade. Kendrick Bourne to the Raiders in exchange for Hunter Renfro, who we all thought was going to be a slot machine in Vegas, but somehow has fallen out of favor under the tutelage of head coach Josh McDaniels, a coordinator for decades in the NFL who helped turn the likes of the Wes Welkers and the Julian Edelmans and Danny Amendola's into catch factories and money printing machines. Uh, have you figured out for the life of you why in the holy Hades Hunter Renfro has not cottoned to Josh McDaniel's offense? I can't. I, I just don't understand it unless it's personal. I know a lot of people bring up personal with Josh. Like, What's once his he deal kinda, with that? Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know if it's true, but it almost feels personal because that's a guy that they gave the contract to. I think we yeah. all thought, oh, there's there's your Welker. There's your 100-catch guy. He's going to love oh, it. Yeah. Josh will love him. And this goes back even to Clemson, you know, future Patriots receiver and that whole thing. Patriots West would work. Anyway, it just hasn't worked. So I would love to see the Patriots, not necessarily trade born, but if there were one addition I'd be open to, go get Hunter Renfro. Go get him for the now and for the future, whatever. Um, I'd listen to that. I do the Bill Barnwell thing's interesting. He's been trying to trade Kendrick Bourne since like the spring. I, I don't really know. Yeah. And I said it was stupid at the time because you don't have any receivers. I, I think it's kind of stupid now if you're still trying to compete on any level. So I don't I don't know what the deal is with Barnwell trying to trade Bourne. I think it's because he believes Kendrick Bourne has value and talent and he would be best served being on a contender as opposed to a team that's not even a pretender at this oh, point. That's true. In the Patriots. Yeah, he should be. He should be a high-priced Jabbar Gaffney when Jabbar Gaffney was like the role player but would always have like this clutch mm-hmm. third-down catch or this clutch touchdown. He should be on like um, – trying to what? think – Cowboys maybe. Like if you put him on the Cowboys as a role player or – How about um, the Saints? The Saints desperately need like a third wide receiver. Sure. Saints maybe maybe The Lions have Amon Ross St. Brown. They have Jamison Williams. They got, uh, was it Josh Reynolds? And then they could, you know, if yeah. he was the fourth receiver well, on the a Browns. Team like that. A team that yeah, has a one and a great. two and he becomes the three. Or uh, even yeah. back to San Francisco where he, from whence he came at this point, you know, a little extra something to go with Ayuk and Debo gets banged up every other week. But Ayuk is ru- I, I think I, I'd love to see them keep him. But at the same time, there's part of me that likes the guy so much. If they lose the next two games, I mean, to see him try to languish, like I want, I want him to realize his value and get one more contract. That's quality that that's commensurate to his value. And I, I don't know if he's going to be able to get it here by just, you know, languishing with this offense every week. So uh, I'd love to keep him, but I could certainly see why they would cash him in. And again, they need picks. All right, next one. 
Devontae Parker. Cut. Yep. Okay. Bye. Very simple. As you said, the cover-up was worse than the crime. Be mm -hmm. a man. Step to the mm -hmm. microphone. Act like you're Logan Mankins and not Matt Light. Be the guy that takes pro professional responsibility for his failures on the field. We all F up. We've all left up in our professions, our careers. Just be a man and accept it. Don't be weird about it. And again, I wish Chris Gasper had eviscerated him. When would you see? I wish Gasper had said, I saw a perfect throw that you dropped and cost your team the game. Which just would be, wouldn't that have been editorializing at that point? I mean, I would have loved, yeah. And then let's I don't see. Know. What he asked for his opinion. What'd you see? So once yep. he opened the door, what'd you see? Your opinion is fair game. It's not like you led with it. He asked yeah. for it. Gasper, Gasper easily could have gotten a beer on my tab had he done well, that. Even better, and I don't know what he would have used, but as you're describing it, say, insert synonym for good pass here, insert synonym that no one knows for really bad drop here, and just confuse the hell out of Devontae Parker and be like, wait, what the hell did this guy just say? Yeah, what, you know, what, what are you talking about? Next, yeah, exactly. I, I know, but still, at the same, I'm glad he asked the question. And Devontae Parker, I mean, he dropped the ball, but more importantly, he dropped the chance to show some leadership and a little courage uh, under fire. And that was just, that was lame to not own that at all. Like who was the uh, Devonte Smith? Like the, the pulled the exact opposite of Devonte Parker this weekend. One Devonte crapped the bed. One Devonte owned the moment. He said uh, he had a moment where he had a drop against the jets and it was kind of costly because they lost by six points. And he said, you know, you just flat out have to, you have to, you have to catch the ball. That's all there is to it. I do think we are holding uh, Devontae Parker's uh, history against him because over the last six months or so, Devontae Parker has had the issue with the Patriots being interested in DeAndre Hopkins, where he, you know, next question, Mr. Next Question, which he also pulled out uh, Sunday night in Las Vegas, next question. But he was clearly um, shook by the idea that maybe they would be bringing in DeAndre Hopkins and other guys I thought handled it well. You know, Kendrick Bourne wanted DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, we'll take anybody. He can make us better. We'll take him. Um, and Devontae Parker didn't do that. And then Devontae Parker was sliding into the mentions of people like Mike Giardi, who dare criticize him and didn't even add him. He's one of those guys that searches his name. So between the next question in the summer and the overly sensitive response to stink, stank, and stunk and slumming it in the weeds of X slash Twitter, mm -hmm. um, yep. this is a third strike for Parker. And guess what? Three strikes in your out of here oh just the whole thing of replying to gillette nation on instagram after getting Dang. graded last year uh i am that guy you are not a number one receiver you're number one in terms of it's like targets to be and in vitriol and enmity it yeah stinks and they guaranteed him nine million dollars overall what the hell were the patriots thinking this was their guy oh, god are we doing cut keep or trade bill belichick is he on here yet uh next up adrian phillips um I, I would cash in if I could. I don't know if you mm -hmm. can get anything. I don't know if he's lost a step, and that's well-known throughout the league. He's lost a role. He barely plays on defense anymore for the Patriots. He's kind of a core special teamer now. I think he had, like, one less snap than the the Chris Board, Matthew Slater, Brendan Schooler grouping. He's basically a core special teamer above all else, which is kind of how he started his career and made his name in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, almost for him, I'd like to see him go somewhere and get a right. shot. But he's also not really – contributing much so if you could get something for him get it there's got to be a team out there though that could use a veteran safety like a cincinnati who lost their two starting safeties in the offseason to free agency maybe they they could find a role for him just to sort of steady the back end of the defense their rush defense also has kind of fallen off this year as well so 
a guy like Phillips who kind of does a little bit of everything. Well, yes, maybe his loss of step isn't the guy he used to be, but I would definitely give him a chance to go experience some success elsewhere as well and see if you could pick up a mid to late round draft pick for a team who once again, as we'll say time and again, needs them all so they can draft special teamers, gunners, long snappers, and kickers. Well, we we got ahead of ourselves here, and that's where I want to go. We should have um, gotten this out of the way before we actually started talking about Oh, we got a, dis- a, 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 a mid-segment disclaimer? Everybody loves those. Oh, who's making these decisions? Like, the first decision that's what, is that's what who's I said. making that's... these decisions. Like, Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft need to have a Kraft-only meeting. You know how there's players-only meetings? Mm-hmm. Kraft-only meeting. If your name okay. ain't Kraft, get out the build, get out the room. Only and- owners in the building. Okay decide like what are we doing here are we allowing matt grow and bill belichick both to make decisions over the next two weeks are we mm-hmm. is bill have final say does matt grow have final say does neither of them have final say like how are you handling these decisions that we are we're playing gm who are you actually going to allow to be gm is it somebody else or do you have your eye on somebody lower on the depth chart that you think could be moving on i don't know but that's are you allowing Bill Belichick to make these decisions, which then would also involve the next decisions? Because these decisions, a lot of these guys are contract year guys. If you wanted to sign them, you probably shouldn't trade them now. But do you want Bill making that decision? The draft picks you're getting is Bill making those picks come next April or somebody mm-hmm. like needs to be some craft decisions here before any other decisions can be made. I, I really think that is not just the million dollar question. It is quite literally the billion dollar question. What, what are you going to do? What, who's, who's making these calls? Because if you believe that this is the last year for Bill Belichick, why should he be making massive personnel decisions like this? I mean, does Bill Belichick continue coaching this team if he gets cut out of the personnel decisions at the middle of the season? I doubt it. I, I don't, I doubt it. I, I don't, would know he how punt that at that point and just be like, I'm good. I may as well hand in the napkin and Sharpie now. Like what? A- See you at Nantucket. God, it is such a mess. And Fourier keeps saying on the radio to us when he calls into the postgame show and more, hey, you think it's messy now? Wait, it's going to get worse. Ah, It's It's absolutely going to. The whispers, I keep talking about it. You're you're a dysfunctional football team right now. You will be a dysfunctional soap opera soon. If the losing continues and it goes the way it's trended, you will be a soap opera soon. Uh, I don't even know how we could possibly discuss orchestrating a turnaround or really making a positive out of the season. I don't, and I don't even know. I've been asking you for weeks. Who's the helper? Who's the bright light? Who's the one person that can lead us out of the darkness? Who's the one person that can even just deliver joy or highlights and make Sundays worth watching? Well, I'm going to go back to it. I, I think the answer to that question or the, the, the most legitimate potential answer uh-huh. is Gerard Mayo. Like all we hear about is this guy is special in terms of leadership. He's mm-hmm. been in the boardroom. He's mm-hmm. been in the huddle. He's mm-hmm. been in the coach's room. Mm-hmm. Like if he is truly a leader of men, is he the option to somehow, some way figure this out, be the, be the centerpiece of at least stability over the second half of the season to avoid the soap opera that I'm talking about, to avoid the utter embarrassment of a tailspin where you win one. I mean, there's plenty of fans that are rightfully questioning, and we've talked about this. Are they ever going to win again? Like, where's the wins come from? If you don't I, win, I can't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you know, would. And if they if Belichick either walked away or was told, OK, listen, we're going to make some decisions. And he's like, I'm good. Or just let me know and give me a big fat check. And we'll say adios, which would just be an absolute stunner of epic proportions. 
Do they give it to O'Brien for the remainder of the season? Do they name Gerard Mayo coach in amidst the turmoil? Call him. Can I throw I mean, a name out there? Uh, God, man, I, I didn't expect this segment to take this kind of turn, but go ahead. Okay, I'm just. This is playing radio. I fully All admit right. it. Playing podcast. That's what we do. We play. It's we play radio and podcast. It's portable radio. Go ahead. Go ahead. I believe the two most swiftly anointed leaders of the Belichick era in New England are Gerard Mayo, mm -hmm. who is now on the staff as a defensive coach, and who the owner has said we think he's going to be a head coach. We hope it's here. The other, who was mm -hmm. anointed captain, I also believe in his second season, much like Gerard Mayo. Mm -hmm. and had a decade-plus career, who now has made himself, in my opinion, the swiftest transition to the media through both honesty and intelligence. Mm -hmm. In an NFL where the best all-around roster, maybe at least one of the top two best all-around rosters, was built by a media TV ex-safety, Hall of Fame caliber safety in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. His name is John mm -hmm. Lynch. Mm-hmm. Would you ever consider Gerard Mayo taking a front office role to run the New England Patriots? He has shown he can work in state houses and locker rooms with coaches and players and businessmen. He has shown on TV, like there is no better packaged candidate in my mind mm -hmm. to fill almost any job. If you mm -hmm. said, I have a job I need done that involves leading men and finding a way, I think Devin McCourty could do it. Would you ever consider a pairing of Devin McCourty and Gerard Mayo running the New England Patriots. I think it would be absolutely freaking awesome. By the way, I, I literally just came up with that on the fly. I think that that might be your bet. Like for the first time all season, I just like, I got a glimmer of hope. Like I saw like the sun rose. Like, like I always like to say, like I saw a pinhole of light in the pile of rubble at the end of the cave. Like there was that, you know, water dripped from the faucet for the first time. Like I saw like a, a leaf come forth in the garden. Yeah. I think that would be outstanding. I mean, I it, it may blow up and fail, but you'd go into it with hopeful optimism. And even not that this matters, they've but, learned so much from bill, but they'd still be their own men. And, and we've seen that from, from Devin. He's not afraid to criticize. He's his own man. And I, I love that. He admits his shortcomings. Like I like so much about him. Um, and in a world in an NFL where they are looking to promote mm -hmm. capable candidates, African-Americans, minorities, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. I think Robert Kraft would love the idea that my young head coach is a black man who came through my organization, my mm -hmm. young personnel executive. I'm not even saying Devin is the Just GM. Be the front. He doesn't even have right. to like, be the, you know what, be the, the front man right. of the organization, be the guy that gets out there, goes to the events be involved in some scouting, take some trips, et cetera. Right. Now he has moved back to New Jersey so he can be closer to New York city. And that's where he's from. Cause he went to Rutgers and everything. So would he and the family relocate back to Foxborough? If he were offered something like this, if you offered him to become the president of the new England Patriots. Yeah, it'd probably be kind of worth it. Plus the other thing is we he's due for an appearance, by the way, let's get him on here and ask him that question. Uh, sure. Anytime. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say is, we all think we're not sure how this is ending with Bill Belichick. Could you bump him into a consultant role, even if it's just a figurehead role for Gerard Mayo and Devin McCourty? And that's another I billion dollar question because those are two guys he respects and loves, yep. and mm -hmm. he might not answer to Matt and Groh. groomed. No, he might no. not answer to whatever, but would he have an open phone line to Nantucket for Devin McCourty and Gerard Mayo? 
I would think so. Because unless he wants to continue coaching, him, it would also help up. him yeah. keep his Belichickian boys in Foxborough because mm -hmm. Steve Belichick could put his boys. Oh, they would Mayo, likely stick around and it would put a little luster back on his name if Belichick's guys come in. It's just like, guys, I obviously took on too much at the end, but look what my guys who I groomed. The succession plan is in place. We've got the younger Belichicks, the Mayos, the McCordys. This is the master plan brought to you as only can be done by the Six Rings and Football Things pod. Well done, Hart. All right, let's race through the last couple of names real quick just because I promised the people we yes, would do it. and I want to. All right, I got three more for you. Mike Onwenu. Uh, Ca cash in. I got yeah, cash in. Yeah, probably cash in. They're not going to pay him $15 million this offseason per season. Yeah, Even if he's had a bad year, been injured, and isn't necessarily worth what he may have been six months ago, I'd say at this point now, you drafted So and Moffy, put him in. You started him last week, and look how that turned out. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. I'm being told it didn't go great. It didn't go. No, no, no. This is breaking news. It did not go well. Uh, Jalen Mills. Oh, absolutely cash in if you can. I mean, he um, he's fallen off mightily. He played like 20 snaps last week. He was chasing early. Um. Yeah, how how the mighty have fallen. I thought he was a potential key member of the defense, and he is just a bit player. So if you can get absolutely anything for him, a sixth round pick, seventh round, go for it. Give him a chance to go play Rome again, around where they need depth in a secondary on a competitor or a contender. Yes, I would give right. him the chance as well. And then Fair. dump for Drake. Maybe go right back to Philadelphia again. Like Bourne could go back to San Francisco. They Maybe need DB help. They're they, they're honestly, mining the uh, NFL for DB help. The hair is already I, I, that it makes all too much sense. Green. Boy, we are on a heater this week. And last but not least, Kyle Duggar. He is a free. He's a he is scheduled to be a free agent. Yeah. No, I would I would cash in. I I like wow. him. I don't think he's as good as he was supposed to be. I don't think he's evolved into. Um, a transformational back-end player or even a, an elite back-end player. I think he's a good back-end player. Um, but I got to think you might be able to get something for him for a team looking to not only get him for the end of the year, but begin the process of maybe extending him and making him a part of their secondary for the foreseeable future. So, yep, I'd cash in. You're not done, I, right? I need one more name. Uche. Oh, yeah, I would trade him. Cash in. Wow. Oh, yeah, I'm tanking. I told you, I'm just dumping for Drake. You are you are on the dump for Drake, not even not even the cash for Caleb. Well, now I got Orlovsky telling me that Drake May is going to be better and, and that there's going to be a serious consideration as who goes number one overall and all that stuff. What about punting for Penix? I don't love Penix. Lefty with a low angle. Mm. 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 He's a gamer, though. We see those passes against Oregon in the in the in the he's closing moments. Well, he's got a cannon too. You know what we need? We need elite. Is he elite? I don't know if he's elite. What if the Patriots end up with a top like six draft pick and the good quarterbacks are gone? Marvin Harrison Jr. Do you think is he even going to make talked it past about three? That. We just I, talked about I'd the, do anything the elite weapon. The you know Mar the the um, Christian McCaffrey's and the Tyree kills. Oh wait, we just talked about that on a different podcast. You want to hear that discussion? Head over to Breaking <laughs> Boston from today. Um, but we we've talked about how like maybe the we've gone in a new era here where people realize if you can't get the truly elite quarterback. Now, the fly and disointment theory is that the 49ers tried to get the elite quarterback. That's why they traded three first-round picks to get Trey Lance in the most idiotic mm -hmm. trade that's ever happened. But, um, yeah, if you don't force the quarterback, if you can't get Marvin Harrison and get the transformational receiver so you have that guy at least in place to go get whoever the quarterback will be. I mean, it could be, as Sports Illustrated is calling it, a wide receiver and quarterback historic draft coming up. You could see 
Bo Nix, Shadur Sanders, J.J. McCarthy, Riley Leonard, Quinn Ewers, Cam Ward, Michael Penix, Drake May, Caleb Williams. You could see seven quarterbacks going in the first round of the 2024 draft. Uh-oh. Better pick the right one or two. Yeah, might won't all be good. <laughs> nope. It won't all be good. We learned and who that. Knows? And the Chicago year. Bears, the Chicago Bears are right now the, uh, you know, they're the baller at the table because they've got their own pick and they've got Carolina's pick. So they could easily, if they're out on fields, they could deal him to a team that's looking to maybe turn him around or see if he could work out like an Atlanta, perhaps maybe an Arthur Smith could get the most out of him. And then you could get even more draft capital. Holy smokes. And yet somehow as bears fans will tell you, the bears will find a way to screw it up. Okay. All right. That'll hey, one do more for- Trent Brown cut. Uh, <laughs> uh, who the hell is going to play left tackle at this point? And who's go- who wants anything for Trent Brown? You've had, you've just been dying I to say that cut. for months. Yeah. Cut. Okay. I wanted to cut him in the summer. See, I would have cut Parker and Brown before I wasted my money in giving them bumps in pay. I would have saved Robert Kraft money. Robert, your GM and your president and whatever the hell Belichick is are costing you money. I could have saved you money. You want a cheap GM? I'll do the job for five mil a year. That's it? Wow. What a bargain. What an absolute, what an absolute sweet. No, seriously, they should hire McCordy and Mayo. I like that. I love that. That was my favorite. That's my favorite part of any of the recent podcasts as well. Thanks for giving us that little glimmer of hope we needed, even though we both know never going to happen. Never going to happen. All right. That's it for this edition of six rings in football. Thanks. We'll be back in a couple of days to preview bill, the bills mafia traveling to take on bills mafia at Gillette. We'll see if we can go behind enemy lines with any bills reporter, podcaster, or personality that doesn't laugh me off the phone or the email that I said <laughs> that I sent to them as well. Thanks so much. A presentation of WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports for Justin Turpin for at Jumbo Hart and at Fitzy GFY. This has been Six Rings in Football. Thanks. Thank you to our sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook, fanduel.com slash six rings to get in on the wagering and party picks. Now we'll talk to you soon. Good day. God bless and get pets.